Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Wildfire by Alona Andrews. So let's unravel the magic of books. Again, this is just a fun, quick series. It is a lot of enjoyment. It's so fun to be watching these characters do their investigations while dealing with their other issues and being primed and all that entails for these characters. So this is the third book in the Hidden Legacy series. I'm really enjoying it. And I know this is not a spoiler. This is easily findable information the the next book this is kind of the end of nevada's story and then books four five and six we'll talk about the next sister catalina so uh, look forward to that i think we'll just keep going with those this was a lot of fun it's always great to be reading about these characters again and to see what's going on and where they're going and what's going to happen so i think we're just going to get into it because there's so much to talk about so many funny scenes in this book that don't really have i mean they're they're in there and they're important but they're not that important some of them just hilarious let's just talk about a couple of those funny scenes really quick because i loved it the the fact that there is sergeant teddy a self-aware bear because somebody had the brilliant idea hey you know what bears are tough and bears are scary i'm going to create some magically intelligent bears and you know they'll kick butt they'll win they'll fight battles but they you forgot to mention that you know when you give it an animal sentience you know then it doesn't like being controlled because nobody likes to be controlled like that and so then they kind of go off on their own so we have this sergeant teddy this huge grizzly bear who's self-aware huge just i mean and he's a pacifist which is just hilarious a pacifist bear like why not it's totally reasonable right and he loves to like watch tv with kids and like do stuff and it's just like uh excuse me what like you know he's being led around with a leash and he's like yeah the leash is really just for show like if sergeant teddy really wanted he'd just get out but that image is just so funny and then they're on the the highway and sergeant teddy like flies run night flies he you know runs out of nowhere and he pushes a car to the side and then jumps back on it to help him get through this chase it's just like yeah that's awesome like this there's a bear is a pacifist but he is still you know he's still on the side of right and he's not uh gonna let bad things happen to people if he can stop it he just doesn't like want to use violence for it so just hilarious so fun it was great okay another thing cornelius stealing a summoned animal as his as a new pet or like friend of his right with his magic and so the bad guy of course you know vincent is has summoned all these animals and cornelius tries to get one earlier and he's like i just can't get it they're just too simple all they want is you know hunger and then he meets a pet cat basically you know it's cat like and he tames that one (laughs) and it's just like oh my gosh that's so funny of course it was the cat that like is aware enough to like make this contract with him and to like be part of it and then at zeus the cat is so funny because he's like oh by the way the cat is a he and his name is zeus and you'll all accept you know it's just like so matter of fact like nothing nothing odd about taking a summoned creature you know and making it your pet like but then uh when zeus is chasing for matilda on the highway just like i mean fly say flying but you know i mean running really fast down the highway tackles jumps on the car gets her out and then runs off with her it's just like yeah that's that that's pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. All right, let's talk a little bit about the plot here before I, I get too, uh, you know, switched over to just fun stuff that happens in this book. Uh, our Nevada gets a new case. The new case is finding Rinda's husband. Rinda is Rogan's ex-fiance from the first book and part of the second book, right? Her husband has gone missing. Nobody knows what happened to him. Nevada takes the case. They also learn that Victoria Tremaine, her, their, their, grandfa- their grandmother on their father's side, is coming after them. They do some investigation. They start figuring stuff out. 
and then Nevada, Catalina, and Arabelle all have to take the prime exam. Or, that's not the prime exam. It's just the ability exam, basically, right? But it's to be registered as primes. They're all registered as primes, you know, to start up their new house, House Baylor. Um, House Schaefer comes to visit one of the other truth-seeking families. And they, Vincent, the summoner that I talked about earlier, he attacks. Rinda wants the information, wants some, some information. We have no idea what. But it's something that Olivia Chase had that she, you know, was backup or something that they really want back. No one can find it. There's fights, there's attacks, there's other things that go on. Then they find it. Kyle, the son of the man who went missing, who kind of everybody was thinking might be a dud, is actually a pattern mage. And he left some clues to find the data in his pictures because grandma told him to hide it. And so he hid it, but then he, you know, wanted to draw it. And he, that's what he does as a pattern mage. You know, they're kind of, he wants to share the secret, but in a secret code. Obviously, Byrne figures it out because he's also a pattern mage, finds a, a USB with most of the members of the rebellion on it. And they send that out and things start happening. And then that's kind of the end of the book. So just a fun book. Yeah, the plot, I, I, I hesitate to say that this feels like a weak plot. It's definitely a good mix of like plot and character is what's kind of driving these books. Like, yes, there is a plot, but like you generally know you're, you're going to get through the plot. You're not like, oh man, I wonder what's going to happen if they're really going to resolve this. It's like, yeah, you know, they're going to kind of resolve it, but how are they going to resolve it? How are the characters going to interact? I love that uh, both Rogan and Nevada both got jealous of each other, even though they're both like, you know, you're the one for me. I'm the only one just you and me but then they still are both like but uh when uh, you went over there and did this then i got jealous and rogan's you know eating and she's like oh by the way i'm going on a, a dinner with how schaefer and the the inch thick window next to him starts to crack it's just like uh yes you need to get a hold of yourself rogan i love that we still you know rogan's ptsd his anger issues his, his his who he is is still there it was not magically resolved just because they got in a relationship nevada the same way she's still angry she's still herself she wants wants to do stuff i love that even though they've and they do agree to get engaged in this book and i'm like i love that even though now they're in that relationship and engaged and moving forward like that didn't just magically solve their problems they didn't instantly change and turn into new people that have different goals right they're still the same people now they're just doing it together you know nevada is a powerful mage you know modifying her circle on the fly you know with how tremaine stuff and it's just like everybody is scared of her as soon as they realize who she is she's they're like who are you you're just some girl like blah 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 and then she's like oh by the way i'm a tremaine well I, you know my grandmother's victoria tremaine and i have an insane amount of truth-seeking power they're all like um you know what i just remembered i have something over anywhere else but here uh, i'm gonna see you later and don't ever call me again i'm scared of you bye and then they you know book it or whatever so super funny just i love that part you know i love that we see you know catalina and arabelle they're both like hey you know if we're gonna be a house we have to you know, they're like, you have to grow up. You can't keep fighting each other over silly things and being, you know, crazy wild childs. So you have to grow up. And they do. And Catalina with her siren power, still just crazy, uses it to control people, you know, but it's that very dangerous. They love you so much. Now they want you and they won't stop until they rip you apart, which is just gruesome. So I'm glad that, you know, they have a good evac system for her when that kind of a thing happens. And Arabelle, I I figured it out in this book because they mention they mention a bunch of powers at the beginning in one person and it's a little teeny bit of foreshadowing i'm sure everybody would pick it up normally but i picked it up this time well first time obviously but i like that because i don't normally pick stuff up all the time so i was like ah this is it she is the beast of cologne 
and but she has the ability to control it. She's not crazy like the previous Beast of Kelowna has to be kept permanently sedated. So that was uh, pretty scary. There's a uh, Vincent summons a 70 foot tall, at least summon, you know, huge beast just destroying stuff. And Arabelle's like, um, excuse me, uh, no thanks. Turns into the Beast of Cologne, tackles it, beats it up, kills it, and then uh, books it and runs off, transforms back and jumps in the car and disappears. It was just like, oh yeah, that's scary powerful like very very scary powerful but she's uh, able to reason and think about while she's in there so you know it's not the uh the worst thing in the world uh yeah and i liked well i keep saying i liked i but i did i really enjoyed this book nevada's mom is so realistic of a real mom i feel like she wants to protect her kids but the only way she really knows how to protect them obviously she knows to fight but she's like you can't fight a house you can't fight house tremaine and come out on top so we have to run but she's always hitting this beat and you can feel like it's a little annoying but like what else is she going to do? She doesn't have an insane magic that she can use to stop House Tremaine. They are, you know, she's like, I, I was able to hide. This is how we did it last time. We got to go. But you can see their love for each other. You can see the stubbornness that they all have. No, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Why doesn't anybody listen to me? Well, probably the same reason you never listened to me, you know, Penelope, which is Nevada's mom. Like, go for it. Just awesome. And I, again, when Nevada was taking out House Madero, that was just intense. She shocks him. She beats him up and then she calls a client and basically uh he he starts off with the filth and the just the the one no i'm gonna kill you you can't stop me we're gonna get you so bad and then she fires right back with the same kind of things and was like you don't back off i'm gonna come for you and ain't nothing gonna save you from me i've just run around you in circles wait till you have a heart attack and then he comes down backs off and it's just like yeah do it i love seeing that kind of stuff you know cut characters giving giving it out and pair characters who deserve it get taking it back so i love that yeah let's talk about leon for a second because he's in that scene as well leon uh, i don't know what his ability is except for he's super good at math and like precision but i'm just gonna call him a gun mage for right now because he shoots and he hits and no, nobody survives it's pretty intense he gets eight one-shot kills in two and a half seconds, I think is what it is. So he is super, he is a, at least a significant or a notable, whichever one's on top. I don't remember right now at the top of my head. So they have uh, five significant powers in their house. It's pretty intense. Some more things to talk about. Loved the, uh, I love the Edward Sherwood and the Brian Sherwood. They, Brian Sherwood is the one who gets kidnapped. I love that there is that, the, that, the rivalry between them. The, it felt like real brothers. Like, yes, this is something I could totally see happening. Not with maybe with my brother because we don't have magical powers and aren't kind of crazy and hate each other or dislike each other as much as they do. But to a sense, I, I could feel that they really were brothers the way they, they were and the way they acted. So, <laughs> and I, again, I also loved, uh, watching Shay for flea after watching Nevada crush the hex that was on Vincent's memories, right? So he can't talk because they're all like, oh no, stop it. She can't do it. It's too powerful. She needs help. She, you know, she's too weak. And everybody's kind of doubting on her except for Rogan and Rogan and Victoria Tremaine. They're both like, nah, she's got this. Just everybody shut up for a minute, like let her go. And then she does it. And everybody's like, oh boy, this is not going to be good. So I like that. Just a lot of fun. Oh, and the way that uh, Nevada's dad was considered uh, Conceived. pretty crazy she was uh an in vitro but obviously victoria can't can uh, couldn't birth it or carry it to term herself so she you know just bribed and used the beast of cologne's body as a surrogate mother you know totally ethical and everything to use an unconscious woman as your your burst host right birth host no that's uh that's where we get the beast of cologne powers for arabelle though that's uh 
just uh, kind of crazy. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you just batted an eye and just did that. Like, you really are a bit crazy. <laughs> and working with an empath, Brenda, that was pretty bad because it would just be so annoying. I can imagine it now. Like, I'm sorry, I can't do this for you. Oh, I see you're feeling contempt for me, you know, or like you feel pity. Like, I mean, just having somebody who could read your emotions when you're not trying to, like, you're trying to calm them down, but you're worried and they can sense the worry. Like, yeah, no, no fun. That would be pretty tough. So... I mean, that's pretty much everything that happens. They attack uh, the Sturm, who is a storm mage, wind and lightning, who uh, called an F6, basically, tornado, which is 300 mile an hour winds, or was in the process of calling it when they attacked. They were able to stop him. And then uh, the other house that they bring in, I don't remember the name, I'm sorry. The other house they bring in is able to kind of reverse it and stop Houston from being destroyed for a third time. This uh, three times the charm. Hopefully Houston does not get attacked again in the next books. But we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to him. And the next ones are going to be following Catalina. So I'm kind of excited to see how that goes, what we learn when we follow her. But overall, I'm really enjoying and loving the Hidden Legacy series by Alona Andrews. So I think that's going to be everything I have to talk about uh, today for Wildfire by Alona Andrews. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have questions or comments, you can send those to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. You know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Um, I do have a Patreon up. It's a Patreon dot com slash libromancy if you feel like you want to support the show and remember to unravel the magic of books